Shalom, and welcome to Yala Israel. On the early morning of Saturday, October 7, 2023, Hamas, in a coordinated attack, sent thousands of rockets towards Israeli cities and thousands of terrorists to savagely murder, torture, rape, and kidnap as many Israeli citizens as they could find, starting the Israeli-Hamas war. Due to the current situation, the Yala Israel format will focus on Israel at war. Shalom, Leontine. Boker Tov. Shalom, Ellen. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So here we are back again, mm-hmm. um, recording on the 108th day of the war against Hamas. The 108th day, but here in Israel, a lot of people like to say we're still on October 108. So right. that's uh, since October 7th, the 108th day. Um, and, um, you know, uh, it just keeps going. Every day we wake up, I'm sure you're still reading the newspaper, uh, just like I am, checking the notices of our losses. Uh, and this past week, um, I, I hate to say it, but uh, Leontine, you, uh, she kind of guilted me into going farming yeah. uh, this week. We went farming, I uh, went picking avocados. I actually told Leontine that I would only go farming if we picked um, avocados, and they found a farm that happened to need uh, people to come and pick avocados. So we had a good day this past week, farming for avocados. And uh, what else did you do this week? Uh, so last week I went to Tel Aviv for the, um, uh, when it was 100 days uh, that's the 7th of October happens and there was um, the whole the 24 hours of uh, event with speakers and musicians uh, in Tel Aviv at the hostage uh, square um, where uh, so I went I was there and then for 100 minutes um, many people in workplaces uh, stopped working and if they were in Tel Aviv, they came also to the square. So I was there during the 100 minutes. So uh, while I was there, uh, the mother of Naama spoke. Naama is the young woman who that we, the whole world saw her uh, having to crawl out of her, the back of a car. And then she was torn by her hair um, somewhere where she's still imprisoned with a very dirty um, pyjama uh, trousers. You remember, you know, yes, who I'm yes, speaking so about? It's yes. one of those pictures <clears throat> that we, yes. we see that's, constantly. That's, yes, that was, it's, it's really, uh, it, it, uh, it uh, englobes the, the, the drama of what happened on October 7th. So her mother came to speak and um, it, was, it was very moving to hear her and to, you know, she said, of course, it's impossible to come to live after this uh, happened while her daughter is still uh, hostage. And um, also s- she and also other parents said that they felt that their family was all of Israel. That's, you know, they, they this is what they felt. They also built their um, a tunnel so you can uh, like to, so you can ex- experience what it is to be in a tunnel, but I, I I did go through it, but I have to say, of course, it's nothing. <laughs> I don't think you can compare. Uh, um, to, it's forty meters. It's not, you know, it's very short. Um, and many people have written in the tunnel, so there are lots of messages. And of course, it's, but it's it's all very um, symbolic. 
and I can understand that it is very, very, very important for the family. So uh, there were lots of tents where different families were sitting and people were talking to them. Then there were some amazing musicians playing music. Um, there was also an Arabic uh, singer, Valérie was her name, very famous here. A beautiful, beautiful, uh, she, uh, she sang beautiful Hallelujah of uh, Leonard Cohen for one of them. Um, and uh, yeah, and then the avocado, and uh, we went sa uh, picking salads also, but you, you didn't come, that was pretty amazing. Um, and otherwise, uh, what is going on in Israel? Of course, right now, we have um, the, the every day, almost every day, unfortunately, we hear about soldiers that have uh, fallen in uh, Gaza, um, uh, which is always very difficult because you, they publish the pictures of these uh, men and they're young and beautiful and some of them are um, uh, mobilized, so they are in their 30s, so they have a family and it's very really tragic. And uh, what now, uh, what currently is happening is that Hamas is uh, saying that they want, in the negotiations, that they want a ceasefire they want the IDF, the Israeli army, to pull out of of Gaza and to end everything. So, of course, um, which is not possible for Israel because we still have no word about the hostages. We still have the hostages in there. And um, if we pull out of there now, uh, then we haven't solved the problem. So it means that within a few months, Hamas will rebuild and can start all over again. So it's it's a very complicated uh, matter again. Um, with uh, We are both reading the press in Israel, but also outside of Israel. And I'm sure you also are reading some very strong people that really um, come up for Israel and that show how uh, ridiculous, you know, the, the critic on Israel is from when people say that uh, Israel should stop murdering uh, women and children and they have absolutely no clue. And other people that are very, really amazing and that show that, no, if, if you are attacked in the way that Israel is attacked, you have no choice. You have to fight back, first of all. And what is very important to realize that we are here in the Middle East. And in the Middle East, it's very, it's ev everywhere, of course, but in the Middle East, it's even more important to show that you are the strongest. Otherwise, if you uh, show any weakness, then you're done. Um, so we have no choice. We have to continue until all the hostages are back. Yeah, I've started kind of tuning out all that noise because mm. um, it, it, it hurts too much to, to listen to what people are saying um, because we, we feel that we're, our, our war is a just and moral war, um, although war is not, not pretty at all. And it always it reminds me, and I know I've said this on the podcast of my friend Scott uh, Baum, who told me that what other people think of you sometimes just isn't your business, mm. okay? You have to focus on on what we what is right and what we think is right, and that's what we're we're doing here. You know, you talk about the the soldiers. I'm uh, when I finish when we finish recording, um, I'm going to go drive to uh, Gush Etzion. I have a friend, uh, Nemi Nemi Margalit. Um, he's a wonderful young man. Uh, he's a he's actually a, a, a um, an engineer. Uh, he's in his probably late thirties. He's a musician, a fantastic musician. He loves uh, motorcycling, 
and he and his wife, Marguerite, they have uh, a child and uh, she's pregnant now with another, which is great because that's where we're going to be experiencing a baby boom uh, after this war. But I'm going to visit him. He, I met him in Memphis. He was visiting Memphis with a band. He, as a musician, he came to Memphis to participate in the International Blues Contest uh, many years ago. Um, but I'm going to go visit him because he's on an army base. He's uh, defending and fighting against Hamas uh, in the area of Gush Etzion. Uh, he's been there now for almost 100 days, away from his family, away from his work. Um, and I just thought it, because he's not so far from where we are, I thought I'd drive and go uh, visit with him, take him and uh, treat him to lunch. So that's what I'm going to do after, after this. Um, so, all right. So look, uh, today we're going to talk about, I think we're going to, I'd like to switch gears. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I want to switch gears and, and, and kind of get away from the war, not too far away from the war, because uh, we'll talk about the sites, the touristic sites along the Gaza envelope that you've heard us talk about the Gaza envelope, four kilometers from Gaza. You know, most people, there are, by the way, people, there are tourists, there are visitors coming to Israel um, and uh, more and more, but they're coming mostly uh, to show support for Israel, to volunteer like, like we're trying to do. Um, and they're not necessarily visiting touristic sites. They're when they go down to the Gaza envelope, mostly they're going down like we did a few weeks ago to see the areas of the massacres that took place and to see uh, the memorials. Uh, but there's much more to that in the Gaza envelope. You know, the Gaza envelope is kind of like an area to the south of Ashkelon. You can go visit Ashkelon on the, on the Mediterranean coast. It's to the west of Beersheba, which is like the capital of what we call the Negev Desert. Uh, and it's also to the west of Mitzpe Ramon. These are areas that many tourists come and visit. And sometimes they don't necessarily go all the way to the western side of the Negev, to the area of the Gaza envelope. But there's a lot to see and do there, even now. And that's what we're going to try and talk about today. Some yeah. of the, uh, really, our expertise about sites, mm -hmm. historical and, uh, and nature and things that, 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 that are, you're able to see uh, when you go down to the envelope. So uh, let's begin. You know, I think uh, when you go down south, the, the, the place to begin for me mm -hmm. would be the, uh, a, a city, the city of Sterot. Many people have heard of Sterot because they get rocket, they've been getting rockets for years and years and years from Gaza since about 2005 when rockets started coming into Israel. Uh, and Sterot, in fact, um, is known for its music scene. You know, when you go into Sterot, you go to all of these circles. We have circles in, in Israel, the traffic circles. Roundabouts. Roundabouts. And when yes. you get to the roundabouts, all of them are statues of uh, musical instruments or something related to music because, because of the rockets um, and because of living under this pressure and the threat of rockets from Gaza for the last 25 years, they developed, interestingly, a, a music scene. It's kind of like the grunge music of uh, what was up in Seattle, Washington, and, and Portland, up in, up in the United States, happened in Sterot. There's a great movie I would recommend to everybody called uh, Rock in the Red Zone. It's a play on words. Rock, meaning rock and roll, mm -hmm. or rock, rocks coming from Gaza, in the red zone because the red zone is an area of sirens and an area of rockets so it's rock in the red zone and it's about the 
the development of the music scene that came out of uh, Steyrot, uh in in the years of of the Rockets. So Steyrot's a very fascinating place. Do you remember we we we've been through? Uh, yes, Steyrot. yes. Actually, I went to Steyrot with um, Christians for Israel um, movements of uh, Christians that uh, support uh, very very strongly um, uh, Israel, and they. Uh, offered to Slerot, so I can't remember if it was a menorah or a Hanukkah. <laughs> I was actually cheating looking on the internet, but uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. There's this giant um, uh, candelabra standing in one of the circles, uh, huge. I think it's the, the biggest in the world, so maybe. And, um, Just call it the biggest in the, the world. Biggest it doesn't, in the world. doesn't matter. Exactly. You know, when you're in tour guiding, we say, uh, yeah. you know, don't ruin a, a good story with exactly. facts. Exactly, so it's the biggest in the world. And... Um, uh, also, uh, there are lots of uh, pr- there were lots of projects there to help uh, children because the children living in Steyrot they were quite traumatized by the sirens all the time. Even though their whole school, the in which they were uh, 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 studying, was like a giant uh, bunker, but uh, still, of course, it's very traumatizing. So there are lots and lots of beautiful projects that took place there. So yes, I know Steyrot. Now, we said that we are going from the north to the south. So before we go further south, I want to talk about Netif Asara. Um, that is uh, just uh, west of Steyrot and uh, exactly north of uh, Gaza. That is a small uh, moshav where... Um, Kibbutz or Moshav, I can't remember, where one of the inhabitants lived opposite the wall, the separation wall between uh, Gaza and Israel, and she decided to make a a piece of art of it. And so when it was possible, you could come there and uh, put pieces of um, pot shards, colored pot shards or mosaic or whatever you want to call it, on the wall. Uh, and it was it you know it said uh, shalom and salam and everything and they did it in such a way that it was also visible because the wall has different sides of course so they did it in such a way that it was visible both from Gaza as uh, from uh, Israel. Um, Native Sarah was very very uh, much hurt uh, during uh, on October seven. So I know I, you cannot go there now, but this is a place. There will be there will be a time a when, time you can when go we back. can't go back. Yes. So after Steyrot, we so go south. So leaving Steyrot, first of all, before you leave Steyrot, you yes. should go see. And I don't know if you went with uh, with your your mm-hmm. tour. You can see. Speaking of the largest menorah, you can see the largest indoor playground. So because of yeah. the rockets, the Jewish National Fund, the JNF, built there a playground, an indoor playground which is quite impressive uh, to yeah. see. Yeah. Um, so leaving, leaving Steyrot, you actually head into the envelope. And most of the touristic sites, most of the areas that we're going to be talking about are on Road 232. Road 232 is the north-south road. You can mm-hmm. actually just stay on that road and veer off left and right and visit all the sites we're talking about all along uh, the envelope. And the first place I, I like to start um, because you can actually go there and not be too close where you feel uh, threatened by Gaza is to the Black Arrow Memorial Mm -hmm. Uh, because it's up on a hill looking down over to the east, the south, I'm sorry, southwest looking towards Gaza. So you can get an overview from there uh, and see the whole area of the Gaza envelope and the Gaza uh, area, the Gaza Mm -hmm. Strip. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So what was the Black Memorial for? Um, well, actually, the memorial, the monument itself on that hill is to commemorate um, the soldiers that fought um, in Gaza and fought against Gaza a long, long time ago. I think it was Unit 101 mm -hmm. um, formed under the command of Ariel Sharon. Yeah. Um, and they would go, that was when the Fatah, when the PLO, the Palestinian Liberation Organization, was attacking Israel from Egypt and mm -hmm. Gaza. Um, and so there was a unit that was, that was established to fight the, the terrorist um, back in the, I don't remember the years. Yeah, it was in, se in several uh, years, actually. It was in um, 56, uh, let me see, in the 50s, in the 60s, and the 70s. And um, actually, those soldiers that died, I think they were first buried there, and then then later buried and brought to other places where the family wanted to be buried. It's a very impressive memorial. Mm. And, yep. and uh, you do get an idea of the of the area there. That's very true. So once you get the overview, you can see uh, geographical overview, the historical overview, uh, talk about the 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 cultural uh, and development of the Gaza Strip um, and the Gaza envelope, the communities of the Gaza envelope that you've all of us have heard lots about now, the kibbutzim of the the OTEF, the envelope that were mm -hmm. attacked on October 7th. But here you get a good overview. And then you you, you continue further south along um, this road. And what, what what would you come to next? I think um, the area that, that I would first visit would be the area of the Besor. Yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, you might come to the Be'eri area. Mm -hmm. Beiri and then Besor because they're right next to each other. Yeah, because yeah. you have you have the kibbutzim that you probably most of the people, our listeners, are now familiar with from the news. Uh, these were areas uh, before. You know, you talk about Beiri, Reim. Um, what are some of the other uh, near Oz, Nahal Oz ne yeah. near Reim? Yeah. Um, but in the area of Beiri, kibbutz Beiri, um, and Reim. Um, there's also, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the community, uh, but there's another kibbutz in that area. In that area, it's filled with uh, nature reserves, yeah. parks, beautiful kind of rolling uh, hills and riverbeds that fill up this time of the year, mm. actually now, that fill up with the red anemone that we call the Kalaniot. And people come down to that area this time of year uh, when we're not in a war, to see the beautiful um, Kalaniot, yeah. the beautiful red flowers, and they call it Red South, uh, Daroma Dome. Mm -hmm. uh, so people head down in this area because yeah. you have these these parks. Yeah. Be'eri, uh, the Be'eri Nature Reserve. I'm sorry, is it Be'eri Nature Reserve? Yes, Be'eri and Re'im. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a beautiful area to yeah. go, go uh, exploring and hiking. Yeah. It is beautiful. Uh, just before the few years ago, there was um, I was with a group of uh, the KKL, KKL, the JNF, and they uh, from Holland also, and they had uh, offered money for a new fire truck, and it was um, revealed for the first time to the donors in the nature reserve of Berry. So it was really quite incredible. Now, the Nahal Besor that you were talking about, Nahal means a riverbed, right? Or a river. 
So it's a, it's a dry riverbed most of the time, only when ah, it's... Ah, no, the Basur runs all year round. It's the longest riverbed ah, in Israel. Ah, true, there's water in it. Yes, yeah. what am I saying? Of course, yes, 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 there is water in it. And in the Bible, it is mentioned, actually, it is the most southern border of the land of Israel. In the Bible, it says that after Basur starts the wilderness of Zin, which is like the wilderness of Zin would be the desert, eh, I guess. Um, and it's true, there is water in it all year long. That is why you have the, we've talked about it in the previous podcast, I think you have the huge uh, bridge that uh, is uh, suspended. Yes, Suspen- a suspended yes. bridge. Yes, that is like very, it's moving when you go on top of it, you know, and you jump a little bit and everybody's screaming. So that's, and it's true, there's water in it. And actually you can see uh, from the top, you can see even uh, the animals in the in the water. Yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful place yeah. to, to go. I actually was there a few weeks ago with uh, Shmuel when mm-hmm. we went down to do some farming. Um, and it's a beautiful place to go also to, in the wintertime to see the, the nature, the beautiful flowers. You know, mm-hmm. in Israel, our flowers bloom in the wintertime, unlike in the U.S. I don't know what it's like in France, but in, in the U.S., if you want to see flowers, it's going to be after spring and summer. Yeah. In Israel, the, the greenery and the flowers are, are in the winter time so mm-hmm. now's the best time to go to the suspension bridge uh to see the the flowers and uh, now you brought it up okay you got me started okay you, br- you brought up the bible yes I, go ahead i didn't bring up the bible no no now, i did now you're getting into my topic <laughs> because once you head over to be'eri and mm-hmm. re'im you get into the the area of uh the garar garar mm-hmm. okay the garar riverbed you can actually see it from the re'im forest and Gerar is the area of King Abimelech yeah. in the in the Bible. That's the story where Abraham is uh, in the area of Beersheba with his wife Sarah, his beautiful wife Sarah, and he says, "Sarah, please, please tell tell when we see that when we meet the king of Gerar, which is in the the area we're talking about, tell him, hey, Mister, you're my sister. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell him you're don't tell him you're my wife. Tell him you're my sister, and." She does, and uh, because the king Abimelech believes it's his sister, not his wife, he takes her into his into his uh, domain harem. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, and uh, but eventually he gets punished by God with um, some sort of disease, and he turns Sarah back to Abraham and says, "Hey, wh- why didn't you just tell me uh, on the front end that this was your wife and not mm-hmm. your sister?" But that's mm-hmm. the story of Gerar. Uh, and the king of Gerar, which is the area we're in, yeah. uh, the area of of Gerar. Yeah. And when you are in that area, in Be'eri, Kibbutz Be'eri, that is now um, well-known because mm. of the massacre there uh, that happened on October 7th, but once you're able to enter into Be'eri, which will be soon, I imagine, uh, you can go behind the kibbutz because there are many interesting places to see in the area of Kibbutz Be'eri. And um, if you go to the backside, yeah. what is it you see there? Remember the, the big A? Ah, the Anzac uh, Memorial. Yes, so that's, that is pretty amazing. Can't you go there already, you think? No, not so, yet. Uh, so you might be able to skirt, or you can't go into Kibbutz Be'eri no. right now, yeah. not yet. Uh, you might be able to skirt around, but I think it's a little too close okay. for comfort to the Gaza mm. Strip. Uh, because when you're on this monument, this structure that's a yeah. big, giant A, a for the Anzac. Uh-huh. Anzac is Australian, New, New Zealand, Zealand 
Come on. A N Z Army Artillery Artillery Company. It's the horses. Armored um, Company. Company. Yes, that's what it is. So because they fought in this area, the British uh, brought in brought in the Australian and New Zealand uh, army that fought on horseback. Yeah. Uh, to fight during the, World War One, to fight the 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 Egyptians during World War One, um, and the Ottomans, the Turks, yeah. the Turks. I'm yeah. sorry, from right, they were coming from Egypt, yes, and the Turks were coming from the north, yeah. But when you stand on this A, you can climb up on this A. You're literally standing right above the Gaza Strip, yeah, looking down onto Gaza City, mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful uh, area of wilderness and nature. Um, and it's a wonderful place to go. And when you're back yeah. there, there's other things to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Anzac, uh, uh, Manu- uh, Anzac Trail, so it's a trail of about 100 kilometers that remembers the fighting of the Australian and New Zealand uh, uh, troops that came to help the British fighting the Turks during World War One. And um, because this country during World War One was still ruled by the by the Turks, and or the Ottoman, eh, they were called, but uh, we would say Turkey today. And uh, in fact, they tried to beat the Turks by taking Gaza, uh, but uh, they failed several times. And then there was this uh, general called Minor Zagen. Don't uh, get confused. He was British, but uh, I think he was British, but or. Yeah, it was British, yeah, for sure. Anyway, he was working for the British and he had a secret plan where he um, dropped actually maps that were not, that were fake. Uh, and like as if it were secret maps of the British army where the British army exposed their plans on how they wanted to attack the Turks, but they were completely fake. And in the back where the papers were, there were also cigarettes with uh, not tobacco in it, but uh, drugs. And so he figured if the Turks, they find them, first of all, they study the plants and they was like, now we know from where the British will attack us and they would all go there. And uh, they would then smoke the cigarettes and all become very high and not uh, suitable for war. And that is where instead of attacking Gaza, they decided to attack Beersheba. Um, they, they, They marched for... 45 kilometers all night and then early in the morning they attacked Beersheba they finally took Beersheba end of the day and that you could say was the beginning beginning of the end of World War One in what was then called Palestine and then Allenby will take will become the most famous general Minor Zagen is usually the 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 genius who is kind of forgotten, but Allenby, he will take over. He will become the uh, general that uh, eventually will take over all of uh, all of Palestine. Now, um, so there was a, a trail, like a memorial trail built along all along uh, Gaza in the envelope, remembering all the different battles. It ends in Beersheba, which uh, is not really in the envelope anymore, so we won't go there to there. But there is an amazing museum, and there is a cemetery, and uh, lots of things to do. Now, and, and the 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 symbol of the trail is a huge is an A, you know, like kind of uh, leaning towards uh, the right, and so the the main monument is in the shape of that A. Yeah. So, and and you could also when you're back in the in, in the Be'eri forest. Uh, 
uh, near the Anzac Trail. Mm-hmm. You can also see the sulfur mines yes. of the British, which is quite interesting because you can walk down into the sulfur mines. They're not, they're inactive now, uh, but you can see the, the beautiful colors of the greens yeah. and the, uh, from the sulfur that's left behind. And do you know how they were discovered? Uh, do you remember how they were discovered, these mines? From rockets? From yeah, a, so there was a, a British uh, soldier who was engineer, uh, and he was throwing bombs, and then he saw that some of the dust and smoke that came up was yellow. And then he thought, hmm, later I'll come back here. And he came back and he... He made he, a lot of money. He made, yes, he <laughs> opened a, a mine, uh, but they had to close down during World War II. And then the RAF used the roads towards the, seal, the, the mines. So you, you have a concrete road where you still have the seal of RAF in the... That's right, yeah. In the, in the concrete, yeah. So we get back, if we come, we get uh, leave Be'eri and we get back on road 232. Mm-hmm. Uh, we head further south and we get to an area, uh, one of my favorite sites in that area is to see the Mayon mm. Synagogue, which I love this story because it's one of uh, three synagogues that was found, ancient synagogues from the Byzantine period. We're talking about from the 5th century, about 4th, 5th uh, century. Um, and it's uh, quite uh, fascinating because when you go and you see this, you 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 know about the story. Is you remember the story of how they discovered it? Yeah, they were building a road. In yeah, the so 50s. the so the site is actually not far from Kibbutz Nirim. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they were building a road from the kibbutz, and the tractor that was uh, excavating to build the road discovered the uh, the mosaics. Mm-hmm. It found a beautiful mosaic floor. And the driver of the tractor wanted to continue um, with his excavation, but one of the kibbutz members with his works, you mean? Uh, or yeah, with his yeah, work excavating yeah, the, yeah. The, the the earth and tearing right. up tearing up the ancient um, uh, r- remains. Yeah. Uh, but um, a member of the kibbutz saw saw him mm-hmm. and reported him uh, to the kibbutz and then to the authorities. So they stopped and they halted the road. They then did an archaeological excavation, and they found there this remains of a synagogue from the Byzant- from the uh, Byzantine period, with these beautiful mosaic floors. Remember the, the yeah the floors? animals, and there is a menorah there. That's not a Hanukkah, but a menorah, seven branched chandelier with three feet with uh, yes. claws of a uh, lion. Yeah. It's incredible. And they, they found really the shape of the synagogue, right? It's, yeah, yeah. they was, found the holes. Yeah. They, they excavated. That the only part that they don't have is the part that was damaged by yeah. the tractor, but most of the mosaic, the beautiful mosaic and the synagogue remains. And of course, what do you always find near a synagogue from that time period? A church? Nope. <laughs> no. uh, that's, that's true. They did but not, find a church. In this yeah. case, there's yeah. not a church in this one. There's a, there's a mikveh. Yeah. The ritual bath. Mm-hmm. So it's really a fascinating site. But what's interesting to me is they found three such synagogues in the area of Gaza, the Gaza envelope. The other one they found is actually is near a church, mm-hmm. uh, the archaeology, the remains of a church. Um, and then the third one is actually in Gaza, in Gaza, in Gaza City, which we can't see um, the, the archaeology, but you can see the floor. Do you know where you can see the, the floor? They took the floor from Gaza, um, the mosaic ah, type yes, floor. Ah, yes, in uh, Long Road, uh, one going to the Dead Sea. Yes, yes the, uh, the, the so, Museum of the yeah. Good Samaritan. Yes, yeah, Samaritan. So there you can see a bunch of uh, mosaic floors that were found all over Israel, and they have there the floor from the, mm. the Gazan 
the ancient guys in synagogue. Yeah, and I remember this in Maon, they, they did find uh, another mosaic very similar. That was the floor of a church. So they, they believe that it was the same mosaic uh, artisan who did the floor of the church and the Right, and all, the three of, all three yeah. of those synagogues, the, the mosaic floor, are identical. Yeah. So it begs the question, but I think the theory is, is that the same artist yeah. was hired to do the, yeah. the three synagogues, which makes was, sense. Yeah, exactly. Makes, makes, exactly. makes sense. Because you have peacocks also in this, uh, I remember, and the peacock is usually a very Christian, uh, very Christian symbol, so... Uh, it's very, very interesting. Now, even going further south, we arrive at the Sela Trail. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Talmei Yosef is the Moshav. Yeah. Uh, so if you get all the way to the southern, really almost the southern end of the Gaza Strip and the Gaza Envelope, almost to the, the crossing there going into Egypt and going into Gaza, you come to a, a area of Moshavim. Mm-hmm. Um, Including Talmud Yosef, and that's where yeah. uh, you're going to tell us about the so there is Shvil HaSalat, yeah. which means Sela Trail. Uh, so it's it's uh, it was a soldier who uh, in 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 the IDF, a professional soldier who decided to uh, to retreat and um, and become uh, to do something else. He be, he, just, he decided to build a farm in the, the south and. Uh, to open his farm to the public. So uh, it's a very fun site to go to because you get a tour of the all the agriculture that he's doing. So he's doing all kinds of experiments with strawberries hanging, hanging down. Strawberries, yeah. So they don't get uh, dirty from the soil and they go, don't get eaten by little insects and so on. And you, you, you get to pick and to taste and everything. And always at the end of the tour, there's a nice uh, surprise with uh, doves white doves that and uh, that are always handed out to the prettiest uh, girls of uh, of the group that you're bringing there so it's it's a really nice place to go and it is very interesting because we do know that a huge part of our agriculture here in um, Israel comes from the Gaza envelope so um, which now it really makes sense why why he's there yeah yeah, we went there many years ago, but since he was there, that there's is a sprawling with these farms yeah. and greenhouses and experimentation with agriculture. So it's really a fascinating place to go. It's even better to go with with uh, families and young children because uh, they have a, a great um, um, kind of display there for for the tourist. Now, I not far from there. Mm-hmm. Um, for years that I've been coming to Israel before I was a tour guide and before I lived here, we would go down to Sterot and all these places that I'm talking about, I would go as a, as a tourist, not mm-hmm. as a tour guide. And uh, there was uh, one gentleman that we had heard about uh, that we visit in a nearby Moshav um, called Moshav Yated. I think Yated. I think I, if I'm pronouncing the name right, Yated. And there's a guy there. His name is uh, Yaron Bob. Yaron Bob is a is a blacksmith who collects rockets. Over the years, the rockets that are shot from Gaza, he collects the rockets and he turns the rockets into roses. He ah, makes the debris, be- like the pieces of the rockets. Right, the, yes. the remains, yes, the yes, shattered yes. rockets. He mm-hmm. collects them with the permission of the army and the police. He collects the rockets and he turns uh, these utensils of war into... Um, uh, art mm-hmm. into these beautiful he makes roses and he makes I'm sitting here I, I've got one of yes. his things 
Um, the rose that I had that I bought from him, I gave to my sister when I left Memphis, and she has it sitting in her house. But this, what is this that I'm holding the here? Pomegranate. It's a pomegranate. So this, this, uh, this metal that I'm holding that he made a pomegranate out of uh, is the remains of a, a rocket that was shot into his neighborhood from uh, Gaza, from Hamas. Hmm. Um, beautiful, beautiful um, artist artistry that he makes uh and it's a wonderful workshop to go see because he he'll, he'll show you the whole workshop and and it's uh, worth worth a, a visit yeah yeah so that's that's a lot actually so you can spend uh, very easily one day there to visit everything um i'm really happy that we went back to uh, our tourist sites uh, of course the war is always there but we're trying to uh, continue on with our lives and uh, tell your friends sweet listeners to come to Israel and visit us and we'll be happy to guide you yes have Bye. a good week thank you for joining us for this episode of Yalla Israel with Leontine and Ellen you can subscribe and follow us on your favorite podcast app You can also follow us on Instagram at Yala Israel with Leontine and Ellen. Your questions for this podcast can be sent to the same Instagram account, Yala Israel with Leontine and Ellen.